You want to start? Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> are we recording? Yeah, you are. Okay. Phineas, are you doing the same thing? <laughs> What's that? Well, I was silencing. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me Thanks on this podcast. Me. Phineas is a artist and producer. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't, yeah, no reason. Phineas is an artist, producer, and I checked your Wikipedia and it did say actor. Do you I did, act? I did, yeah. I acted a little bit uh, when I was like 15 to 18. I was Interesting. on the final season of the show Glee. You were on Glee? I was, yeah. Shut the fuck Nobody up. Nobody was watching by that point. Yeah, and, I wasn't watching at that point. And to be fair, not to slander the show or the talented people who created it but like I remember because I would just audition because I mm -hmm. lived here and I auditioned for the show and like again like I, I don't even know if I like read the project I was auditioning mm -hmm. for and my agent called and was like you're you got it you're gonna be on Glee yeah and I said is it still on because <laughs> I didn't I well, feel like it, it had yeah. left the zeitgeist by that point wait so when you auditioned you didn't know it was for Glee at the I time? probably just hadn't done my homework you know okay. what I mean it probably was like sides from a scene and I just went and did like just I, a random self-tape just yeah I mean this was back in the day these were yeah. these were real in in the flesh auditions yeah. I was actually oh, going damn yeah now it's just self-tapes were you singing as your role or what was I did the yeah I did sing I was in the choir with the with all the damn. yeah that's pretty cool honestly yeah I had a great time everybody um I got to work with was was you know Kind to me. I was the only person on the show that was like actually the age I was supposed mm -hmm. to be. Like 15. I was 17 yeah. and everyone else was like 30. <laughs> so that was kind of its own. Like they'd all be like, we're going to go get drinks. And yeah. I'd be like, have fun. Like I just didn't, yeah. I didn't even have a fake ID yet or mm -hmm. anything, you know. Were they still like Leah Michelle's like character? Were they still in high school? Like they can't. They have, warped they time. They can't no? have been right. I wasn't sure if they warped time and like they like it wasn't a new year each season or something. You know what I mean? I have no idea. I've never seen the show. You never watched it? No. Oh my god! It was a. I loved Glee when it first the came first out. The first couple seasons. Yeah, that was that was a great show. Besides, like the Glee curse, where like multiple crew members and cast members died. Gnarly, pretty, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, pretty sad. Yeah. I, I just, sorry to interrupt you. No, no. I just was on set recently uh, of a show and heard the AD like calling orders, you mm -hmm. know, everybody back to their marks, whatever. And I was like, that's Roger from Glee. It was very exciting. He Wait, was, it was like the same AD? It was the you? same AD that they that I was with on Glee, which was really fun. Wait, for, for which project? For Dave. Were? I was on set of Dave. Oh, da oh did you, were like, you on an episode of Dave? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Did he fun. recognize you or no? Yeah, yeah, he did that thing that I, I always, it always like breaks my heart a little bit when people come up to you and the, and this is like an age gap thing, I think, where they come up and they go, I don't know if you remember me. But yeah. I was, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I remember you. Like, yeah. you were a big formative part of my mm -hmm. life. Damn. I guess that's a polite thing. It's like, I don't know if you remember me. I do that too. I go, I say that to my, almost everyone. It's polite. Like, you know, yeah, I also don't know. Like, who knows, right. you know? Especially if it's been like a couple years or like they're an adult and yeah. I've grown up or something. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of thing. Have you had people who you're like, you have to remember me and then they don't and like honestly how, how, never never <laughs> no i kind of like i have such a sh like a terrible memory myself so i'm just like i just like kind of assume most people don't in like a weird Got way it. just Got like it. i don't know I, mean, I don't know but um was that your first acting gig was it was glee i did a couple things um i uh I, I was on a couple episodes of modern family which was fun Wait, these are like really credible <laughs> projects it's not like these are like some of the most successful TV shows in history, actually. I was in, uh, <laughs> and I was in Bad Teacher, which was fun. You the were in Cameron Bad Diaz teacher? movie, yeah. Wait, 
Wait, what? I, I, yeah, what? There's a scene in the movie where she's throwing a dodgeball at the kids okay. when they get the questions wrong. Yes. And then one kid gets the question right and gets to throw a dodgeball at her. And that was you? That was me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow, that's a great cameo, actually. It was really too. fun. Yeah. That was fun. I loved it. It was super fun. I'd be lying if I said I'm not going to try to find that clip on I'm so, I was 12. I was that's so sick. young. But the fact that you got like these, that's crazy. Those you know what's crazy about Bad Teacher, though, was like the kids in that movie, I didn't become a successful actor at all, but mm-hmm. but the other kids did. Caitlin Deaver was in, oh, she was in that. that, and then Catherine Newton was also in that. Damn. And it was just like over the years, like watching them both have like a spe- like spectacular careers mm-hmm. been like so cool. How did you like go out of acting to to being an artist? Like, was there just a bigger passion drive? Yeah, I always wanted to make music. That yeah. was like the thing that I like. If I I truly feel this way, like if I if I'd been like a successful actor, mm-hmm. I would have been like unhappy. Yeah, because I wanted to make music, which mm-hmm. is like privileged to say, but really true. And so. Um, yeah, really, like, the whole of, of sort of, like, high school. I was homeschooled, but the whole mm-hmm. of high school I spent, like, you know, writing songs every day and, and mm-hmm. bullying my friends to be in bands with me and, and you know, trying to trying to have a career in music. When you were, like, if you were making a band, what would have been your position in it? I was always the front Le- man, okay. which was, like, like, at this point in time, like, I, like I've now been the sort of, uh, like, instrumentalist for Billy for years. Mm-hmm. And that's been a super fun yeah. Role. I think it was it was less about like I'm the front man and more about just kind of like the default of like I've written a song, let mm-hmm. me sing it. And, yeah. But it was really yeah. And it was I took everything like way too seriously for a like fifteen year old, sixteen year old. What was, do you mean? Like I was very like I was like a taskmaster. I was yeah. really like demanding and, mm-hmm. and not uh like I should have been like I'm sixteen, nothing matters. Would you say focused though? Yeah, focused and like just like so kind of like cocky to some degree, but like, yeah, probably just like really, um, I assume like unpleasant to be, mm-hmm. uh, in a band with it for another 15 year old. <laughs> um, I've sort of done like an apology tour in the last couple of years of like reconnecting with people I was in bands with in high school and being like, sorry, I was so. Wait, it was that bad. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But I think, you know, that bad is sort of a relative term. Like I think like I just should have been like a kid. I should have no, just been like, like, yeah, sure, let's play a show. Like, none of, like it, the mm-hmm. stakes were so low. Yeah. And I was like acting like we were, you know, playing the Grammys or something. It was yeah. stupid. Yeah, but you had passion. I was so passionate. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's your relationship with like passion been like in your life in terms of like, like what things have you, do you like, because like as a little kid, like I always wanted to do something and it changed mm-hmm. my whole like childhood. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be a construction worker or yeah. something. And then I got really into like animation and I wanted to like be an animator. Did yeah. you have like childhood like passions like that? Well, it's interesting that you say animation, like stuff like that. And it, it didn't stick because I always, yeah. I always think in my head, like your child, I mean, I'm not the only one that thinks this, but like your like child version of yourself, like that will never change. Like the things you like at seven years old, you're going to like, like it. 55, you know, like there's elements of you that don't change. And it's kind of like this unfiltered version of yourself. So for, for me specifically, I loved clothes. Like that was always like my thing. I want to be a fashion designer. And like, I'm kind of picking that back up now. I got like a sewing machine. I just, I always liked that. I want to be a vet at one point. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. Those were kind of like my main. Like a veteran from war. You wanted to (laughs) have gone to war and come back. And those were like, those are, I think were my main two. And then as I got older, I wanted to do, um, be a psychiatrist. Cause I, I just loved like 
And look, you're, here you are doing no, the entertainment the equivalent of psychiatry. <laughs> no, it's actually very similar. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the thing is um, I just like talking to people. And that's why I thought I should be a psychiatrist. Right. Because it's just was like the natural like way I could monetize that. You don't have to answer this question, but what's your relationship been like with therapy for you mm-hmm. in your life? I, I love therapy. I've gone to therapy my whole life, yeah. like since like age five. Cause I Me said, too. wait, really? Why? Yeah. Why for you? Um, I had really intense separation anxiety as a little kid. To your yeah. parents? To my parents. Okay. Yeah. And so they, they, you know, sort of wanted to like help me feel less tortured and anxious about everything. And, and as a five-year-old, I don't know if yours mm-hmm. was the same situation, but I would, I was like, I remember telling my parents after a couple of years, like, I don't even talk to my therapist about anything. <laughs> like I just play with Legos the whole time. And my mom was like, what do you do all that you play with the Legos? And mm-hmm. I remember being like, oh, like, well, you know. Yeah, what were you doing when you played? Talking. Like, okay, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you're a little kid and you're focused on your little task. Yeah. And the therapist has full, you know, mm-hmm. reign to kind of go like, how did that make you feel? And yeah. you're doing Legos and you just talk about it. What was your, th- what, why were you in therapy so young? I, I do want to know how your separation anxiety manifested, though. But I, I went for bad behavior. I had terrible behavior. <laughs> terrible behavior. My mom thought I was like something was wrong with me because I was so reactive and yeah. so like uh, like the Tasmanian devil. Wow. Like my sister can contest. I was just like insane. What's your age? What's your age gap? Three three years. Close. Pretty close. Yeah. Older. Younger. Older. Got yeah. It. She was and she was really like intense. She had one move where. <laughs> Like she's in the I WWE. Fighting, and she would literally just calmly walk over to the knife drawer and put her hand on it and be like, what the fuck? And the fight would kind of like dissolve. As a five-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. She was crafty because she had to be cute. I was bigger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she had the, to- the size differential from seven to five is huge. It's, yeah. yeah. No, seven, five to eight. Yeah, that's yes. big. Yeah. No, it was. Right, yeah. I would I would threaten to put like forks in my eyes and stuff. I was so like if I like the injustice of things, like unfairness, like set me off. And yeah. but I would be super, super happy, super, super this. My mom thought I was bipolar when I was young. And my then, grandfather <laughs> Wait, why your kid. grandfather? Why he is was, he involved? He just was like watching me, you know, cry and throw temper tantrums and he was <laughs> yeah. like, This kid's bipolar. <laughs> At what age did these three, think four, three? I guess my grandfather died. Like Diagnosed. Like that's see, that's the unfair I didn't, part. I, of it. I didn't have it. I was a child. No, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. I, did, I. That's what we found out. Like over years of therapy, I was just my. The diagnosis was I was a very highly sensitive kid. Yeah. Like so much so yeah. that it affected my entire life, and um, I've had to come to accept that part about myself. But yeah, that's why I had such bad behavior, though. Do you have any like coping? Because like we just talked five minutes ago about how mm-hmm. you don't really change from <laughs> yeah, the way you are as true. a kid. So like the thing that I really related to that you were just saying was uh, talking about fairness. Mm-hmm. Like fairness to me is like a, I'm kind of obsessed with yeah. things being fair. And I, f- I feel like the easiest way I could like exemplify that is like in my career, like when we're talking about like splits and stuff, like, mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll give myself a less favorable deal because mm-hmm. I think it's fair. Yeah. You know, cause I'm like, I didn't do that much on this project. Mm-hmm. Like give me a, a lower percentage. And then when somebody else tries to take something that I feel that they don't deserve, I'm like, well, that's not, yeah. that's not fair. Yeah. I think as humans, like we, yeah. we desire fairness. That's like a huge part of like how we are by nature, but that's interesting. That's also part of your integrity as well. You know, I suppose. Yeah. The fairness thing though. There was, so like as a kid, that was the mm-hmm. real, 
the, yeah. the beef for you. Yeah. The first thing you realize as a kid is like life's not fair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the Stutz? Jonah Hill. Me that me and Charlotte did a our podcast was literally like debunking the Stutz yeah. thing. Did you watch it? I'm yeah, assuming. I thought it was great. Yeah. I love but he talks a lot about like sort of uh like the desire to like get even and yeah. be uh reciprocated or apologized mm-hmm. to or whatever and his whole argument is like you have to let that go. Completely let that go and yeah. be above that, which I thought was like that was probably the most profound part of the movie for me. Yeah. But it was like, I like the idea of like it being about the maze. Like otherwise you'll be trapped in a maze for yeah. the rest of your life. And he talks about like his mom suggests yeah, never, ever got out of the maze. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just true. Like yeah. most of us won't, it, you have to have a burning dis- Like you have to be, I think you have to be obsessed with, um, like bettering yourself in order to change, to be yeah. honest, like obsessed. Otherwise I don't think you'll ever actually. And you have to keep up with it, right? You yeah. have to like keep checking in. And but that's being what like, I mean, like yeah. obsessed, you know, like that's in order to, to keep anything for your whole life, there has to be an aspect of, I use the word obsessed specifically to, to carry on for the rest of your life. Right. But um, how did your separation anxiety manifest? I think that like, as I got older, it maybe got, um, like a little less severe. Um, and then, uh, was that part of the reason why you were homeschooled? I think that I was, I think the number one reason was like short of my separation anxiety. I was like super weird. Mm-hmm. In child. what way? Like I, like I was really sensitive mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. And my parents were, um, <laughs> like, actors which meant they were unemployed <laughs> and so they were around all the time yeah. and i think they just thought like ah fuck it like we can't afford to put him in a mm-hmm. private school or something that might be sort of like equipped for his needs but yeah. like we can we can be around yeah. so i think that was a big part of it define weird because i was technically a weird kid too so i'm curious how do i say this in a in a really sort of accurate way um yeah, kind of everything you're saying. Like, like I was, I was super emotional and um, had all this anxiety and was as pretty sort of like interested in shit. Mm-hmm. Like I read all the time and and um, you know, sort of like. And my dad is a great storyteller, so he kind of made a lot of stuff that was above my uh, age range very palatable. Like I remember mm-hmm. like him like reading Moby Dick to me when mm-hmm. I was like three or four. Um, but yeah, I think the sort of like. Um, I, like my, my parents would have described me as a kid as like very tortured by everything. Interesting. And um, I think that was a pretty accurate assessment. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember kind of hanging out with like friends of mine at that age and I'd be so bothered by something like, like literally insane. Like if it was, if I was like an adult as bothered by it, it would be like yeah. a form of insane, like, like the seam line on a pair of socks I was wearing would like so, drive me insane. Like kind of OCD. A little yeah. Bit. Kind of OCD, I suppose. Yeah. Sensory issues. Yeah. And I remember like friends of mine being like, why are you, like, why are you upset about this? Mm-hmm. Even at like five years old. Yeah. And I remember being very envious being mm-hmm. like, I'd really love to not be. To not care. To not care. So I think like as an adult, separation anxiety probably like has, has uh, changed to like a, like a very dull roar yeah. of like, you know, just always like hoping my sister gets home safe on her drive mm-hmm. and texting her afterward and being like, did you yeah. get home safe? Like it's manifests itself in like just those kind of like little sort of, you yeah. know. What about being alone? Are you cool with being by yourself? Yeah, I'm cool with being by myself. So that kind of fixed itself over time. Yeah, it was always, the fear was always that like my mom would go out for a drive and, and get home. in a car accident and die. 
that and was so always it was, like it was like existential dread almost. Yeah. yeah it was never like my own safety it was like the people i loved safety it was almost paranoia rather than suppose, it was even yeah. separation anxiety yeah interesting yeah do you have anything like that now to some degree but like but i'm much more like uh combated by like my rational brain mm-hmm. of like 99% chance that did not happen, you yeah. know? And then the kind of like, if I'm admitting to myself, like a fear of like, I'm worried their plane is going to crash. Right. And then yeah. the sort of rational brain being like, but it probably won't, you yeah. know, and, and it's not in your control. So don't, you know, spend your day worrying about it. Is this like from lifelong therapy, like the tools or did you just kind of figure this out? I think it's, I think I'll, I'll credit therapy with a lot of it. I think therapy, uh, uh, I've always sort of like talked about my feelings and my anxiety with like all of my closest friends and Mm -hmm. that's been like a good um balm for me i very am supportive of therapy yeah yeah me too yeah yeah i went as a child and then as a i think i started going again when i was like 20 Mm -hmm. and and went for several years and i I do this sort of thing where i go i go very regularly until i really am like pulling stuff out of thin air to talk about yeah. and then I take some Well, time that's off. great. That's yeah. great that you even get yeah. to a point where you're pulling things out of thin air. I've never yeah. been there so far. <laughs> I've never been at a loss of words yet. Oh my God. Um, you know what? I, I also didn't know you're 25. Uh-huh. I thought you were so much older than me. You're a year older than me. I look, I must look no, terrible. It's, it's not like you like look a shit ton older. I just like assumed you were at least like 28, uh-huh. which isn't like too much. You're 24? Off. 24, yeah. When's your birthday? May 5th. Coming right up. Yeah, I guess. I'm excited. When's your birthday? July. Nice. I would ask your sign, but I don't believe in them too much. Really? No, that's probably a hot take, honestly. I I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe in horoscopes? No. um, There's just, like, I'm honestly kind of worried to say it, but, like, there's just no way that's (laughs) fucking true. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's either, like, this is a weird thing to say, but it's either, like, super true or not true (laughs) at all, right? I just, like, there's also, like, a a theory that there's, like, not even a theory. I guess, like, the stars or whatever have moved so much that there's technically a 13th sign that would shift everything. I've heard this. I read this whole thing the other day debunking, like, turmeric and vitamin C and all what, this stuff. And what I was could you possibly furious about debunk it. about turmeric, like the, the benefits of turmeric? I, I don't, I'm going to so, go look this up because <laughs> I'm going to bastardize this, but like it was basically that the like body that doesn't regulate whatever the components of turmeric that are like anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And so within something like 10 minutes of, of consuming turmeric and whatever, mm-hmm. um, way you are consuming it, it's, it's gone. Like it's just been completely dissolved by your body. Like and metabolized? Not, like it's yeah, just like, like it's not been absorbed. Interesting. Yeah. And then that vitamin C is like, the thing I was reading was like that vitamin C that you basically can't like boost your vitamin C. What do you mean you can't boost levels. your vitamin C? That it's like the same thing. You know, it's with like, like vitamins? Yeah. Like what? whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can like, you can repair a deficit to some degree, mm-hmm. but it is like, like, I, like, like I'm vegetarian. And so I'm, I'm conscious of my like B12 levels, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you ever like look at a 
bottle of like a B12 supplement, mm-hmm. but it's like 25,000% of your daily value. Yeah. And your body only like absorbs exactly how much it needs. And then it just lets the rest pass through like literally like your urine. And so like, I guess if I, I guess the thing I was reading was that like C, like it's kind of all sort of like that. Yeah. But it's like, unless it's repairing a deficit, you can't just like be like yeah. just juiced up on. <laughs> well, I was about to say, C. I guess, I guess it's a good thing then. Right. It's just like it balancing itself, which is nice. Oh. Okay, so your horoscopes thing. <laughs> I just spilled coffee. I'm, a, I'm a Taurus. No, it's fine. What's what's I, your yeah, sign? I'm a Leo. Okay, do you relate to it? I don't. I've never like read anything, but yeah. I've spent my entire life being told I'm such a Leo. I've heard the same, and also it's such a Taurus thing not to believe in your horoscope. <laughs> I'm like, to are be you a cynic? Yeah, I'm just like, come on. But I don't. I don't. I, yeah. I resonate with so many other signs. I'm like, yeah, that's. But it's like such a self fulfilling prophecy to me. Like it's just like you become your sign if you if you're into it. You that know? to me, that checks out. I think I like I've always been sort of I think like skeptical of people's self concept. Mm-hmm. I feel like people love to describe themselves mm-hmm. a certain way and yeah. then sort of try to like confirmation bias their way into. Yeah. That's the way I am, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you ever, it's like when a close friend of yours says they like love something that they never do, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> They're like, I love to cook. Yeah. And you're like, I've seen that person cook one no, time in a year. wishful thinking is what it's it is. wishful thinking, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're kind of trying to like make it a reality. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really, because I know so much about horoscopes. I'm like not, like I couldn't even avoid it at this point because all my friends. Also just TikTok is just like the, the nature of like today's society. It's like sports for girls is horoscopes. You know what I mean? Like I'm being for real. So it's it's such a thing. So I the Leo, the Leo uh, characteristics are um, like very, like always has to be center of attention. Like that's kind of Leo's like main thing like main um, thing that sets it apart, I would say. But yeah. you don't really strike me as, as like I don't want to be the peacocking of... in a room. No, like. no. I want to be, I want to be in a, my dream is I'm in a room full of people and we're all making each other laugh mm-hmm. and somebody's just made me laugh really hard. And then I think of something really funny and I say it and everybody laughs. Yeah. That's, that's about how That's much so beautiful. attention I want. <laughs> that was that was so simple and beautiful. I, I when I think it. of like the most, like the happiest I've ever been, it's been in yeah. situations like that yeah. where it's like, you know that like, like, like I describe it as like kitchen islanding. Mm-hmm. Like, like when, when you end up with four of your friends mm-hmm. around your kitchen island mm-hmm. way too late at night yeah. and you're just like dying over something. Yeah. That's like. That's all I really. It's just like real connection, you yes. know. It's what it's what we all kind of desire, but mm-hmm. things, you know, yeah. get in the way of that. Yeah. Fucking anyway, I had a point. I'm so. This is my first day taking Adderall on a podcast, and because I'm prescribed Adderall, my my psychiatrist said I have such bad ADHD that I should be on like 45 or like whatever, but I'm on five because I refuse to take more. Because it would just be so. I just hate the feeling of being of being on Adderall. Like it just it just sucks. We'll see how this goes with my first take on Adderall. I like the idea of your friends being like, "You're such a Taurus," and it's actually ADHD. (laughs) No, the Taurus. I mean, yeah, Taurus. I I. I don't know. I just don't resonate. I resonate with like Pisces. Uh-huh. I, f- I fuck with that sign. Claudia's a Pisces. Is she? Yeah. yeah. That's a good sign. That's the sign I feel like I should have been. <laughs> I honestly can't really remember. There, it feels like it's like, it feels like it's just like. The- I can describe my girlfriend to you, but that's yeah. about it. Okay. Let's hear it. She's creative. She's methodical. She's very thoughtful. Um, hardworking. Um, 
whether this is like a, a life thing or a, whether this is like nature versus nurture, like she's like cares deeply what, like like if other people are happy, she's really trying to like make everybody happy all the time. So I don't know. I don't know if that's Pisces that's shit. Yeah, she's a great was. person. Yeah. How long have you guys been dating? Four years. Damn. Long time. How did you guys meet? Raya. Went on Raya. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Did you guys have mutual friends? We did. Okay. Yeah. So that's nice. So you which is like- the which is the asterisk of, of yeah. you know, yeah. I don't think she would have like responded to the DM otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, post that it was like the first thing she said was like, "We yeah. both know Rebecca and Drew," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, great." And now you guys live together. We've yeah, we've lived together for three years. Damn. We moved in together after like a year. after a year. I feel like that's I feel like that's normal. It felt like it made sense. I yeah. think we get like, you know, we were spending so much time together, and you do that like cute sleepover mm-hmm. thing. You like playhouse. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like we both kind of work from home, mm-hmm. and that became like it was like oh well if I'm at your apartment I can't be making music, and if mm-hmm. you're at my place like you can't be sort of doing your stuff because we don't have our, you know, shit. Yeah. Um, so it just like, we were like, if we live together, we can actually like work Yeah. Uh, while we live together. The thing we probably did too early was get a dog. Okay. Got a dog immediately after moving in together. Mm-hmm. We got a pit bull um, who we, who's like the light of our lives, but yeah. it was like, we should have, we should have known better at the time. And you've been at this house the whole time. The whole time. Damn. Yeah. Charlotte and I are neighbors. We, we yeah. Phineas walked here. Yeah. <laughs> We just found, and I only found <laughs> no, and I only found out that we were neighbors because I you sent like you sent me the location for the thing. Yeah, and I was like, this is like my blue dot was like still Literally, on the. Yeah, the map. we were in like the same like circle proximity, yeah, which right is great. There. I've walked by your house. I was saying like like at least yeah every almost every single time I go to pretty yeah. much which yeah, is yeah. which is nice um, for preparation for this podcast. I, I do this with most people, but okay. I'll watch like other podcasts that they've done. So Who's- I watched. I watched your one with Jason Nash. Yeah. Also, I mean, this is also Googleable, but I, I did want to bring this up. How this stupid did my hair look on that show? Did it man? look bad? It so bad. Well, how do you normally style your hair? Like, uh, I just had woken up and like went and did that. Like, I just didn't. It didn't like. I don't think I remember that it was going to be on video. <laughs> like, I think I was like just like sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that before where people don't know this is on video. Like yeah. at the beginning, like I remember Devin came and she's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, no, your hair was fine to me. Thank you. I am sure this, this is also Google, but you've won, um, five Grammys. That's fu- five, right? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Isn't that too many? Great. Do you ever like, too many. no, this is my point. Like I was almost just like, does he just like think he probably like thinks to himself you're like, yo, this is kind of easy. Like in a way, like, you know, like, cause um, you're so young and so you just funny. like casually won like eight Grammys. So you know, funny. but think about people worth their fucking whole life to, and to I get know. one and you just like got eight. It's crazy. I mean, I never thought we'd win any and, um, yeah, that, I mean the first year we won like five or something, um, which was crazy. And it was like, you know, law of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, you're like crying and your yeah. heart's pounding. And then like number four, you feel like kind of sheepish. Like mm-hmm. you're like, this is bad TV. Like somebody, <laughs> like we just, we just went up and thanked everybody. Like we, yeah. we're going to thank them again. Yeah. Um, but you know, super grateful. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I've won them all with Billy and that's been a, you know, huge treat. And I love working with her. Um, but you know what I will say about the, ridiculous quantity of, of Grammys mm-hmm. is like, I'm, I'm really absolved of 
needing more ever. Right. And I think that that was really important to me was like, I can't let this be a thing. Like I just have to be grateful that I ever want any of them. Mm -hmm. And I can't be like obsessed, obsessed with like, like, like happier than ever are, uh, Billy's sophomore album. Like it was nominated for all the same Mm -hmm. ones again and we didn't win any. And we were both like, cool. Like, you know, like, and, and everybody that won those, uh, we thought were great. I love John Batiste. I love Bruno Mars and Anderson. Like, yeah, I I feel very like if that was a bucket list item, which like wasn't even, Mm -hmm. but like, let's pretend it was like very much like checked off, go, go live the rest of your life and care about other stuff. Yeah. Huge honor. Yeah. Is there like an element to you where you're just like, this might sound like an almost a negative way, but I don't mean it to be like, I I've done the most, like, how can I ever top that again? Like, cause I, cause only, I only say that I watched this Ted talk of the, the author of eat, pray, love. And yes. she talks about that. She's like, what do you do after you write like the biggest bestseller in the world? She's like, I know I'll never do that again. Yeah. I, I wonder, I think that like, I'm maybe fueled a little bit by the arrogance of like my youth that that's true. Also. That I, I feel young enough that like, like if you asked me in 15 years mm-hmm. when I'm 40, yeah. I might really have a like the best days of my life are behind me kind mm-hmm. of a vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a lot of interest. Like I was just describing this to somebody the, the other day in a meeting that like, I feel like we're in a period of time. Music is such a pervasive like art form that like if you make a big song, like it, it's so big. Like, yeah all the big songs you can think of in the last couple of years, like everyone has heard that like mm-hmm. in the pop world. Um, but I was like thinking about like movies and television and like Babylon, which I watched and thought was awesome. Like being made for like $80 million mm-hmm. and making like $2. <laughs> I know. It's office. so sad. Which again, like I thought that movie was awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, like incredible TV shows that you watch five years late. And mm-hmm. you think like, this is unbelievable. Like where have yeah. I been? And it's just cause there's so much stuff. Yeah. And I was just sort of thinking about like the kind of like recognition component of things. And it's like, I was really sort of, it reinstilled me a, like, you have to do everything for the process mm-hmm. of doing it. Right. If you're, if you're Damien Chazelle and you're like, I want to make Babylon cause I want to make the biggest movie. Mm-hmm. Like he'd have to, he'd have to at this point be like, wow, I failed. But like, I think that movie's great. I think it's beautifully filmed. I think the script is really interesting. I think the score is incredible. Like, I really like, I like that movie a lot. Like, I hope he views that as like a successful, fulfilling experience. So I think that that, like to, to do the longest answer to the easiest question, like, I really feel that way about like, like my career. It's like, Mm -hmm. as long as I make stuff that like the process of making it is fulfilling, the process of, you know, touring it or whatever is fulfilling. Like I'll, I'll view that as a success. Yeah. Well, the the thing is you'll never not, you know, like you, you've accomplished so much. It's such a, like, it's just fucking crazy to me. Great question. There are people that are good producers that don't have these qualities. So, so like what I try to be as a producer, what I want to do is be sort of like a, a force of like reassurance and hopefully some inspiration and a, and a, something to bounce ideas off of. And then I want to be like invisible. I want to fade into the wallpaper of the room. I don't want anyone to know that I made the record. Um, like my favorite compliment I get is like, someone will be like, I was listening to this song by a girl in red and I looked at the credits and you're, you produced it. That's sick. 
Like I love when people can't tell that I made something and they liked it anyway. Um, and, and, you know, I love producers that have signatures too, but I, that's the one I want to be is the one where you, you didn't know I was there. And, you and then you hopefully, the hopefully the artist felt super supported and like they were making their best work, but it wasn't, you weren't heavy handed in it. You weren't like drawing focus away from them. Cause like the, the reason I work with an artist in the first place is because I think they're really talented. So I don't want to force a bunch of my ideas and myself on them. I just want to be there for them when they get stumped, when they're like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do here. And I'm like, well, here's a couple ideas. Let's see if you like any of those. And then if you like one, but you want to change everything, let's change everything. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I try to measure it. Great that's question. Awesome. That, that kind of like the way you're explaining kind of makes me feel like if it was like to translate to a film, a DP. Like that's a great. That would be like that for the director. Like, I want to shoot this, but I don't know how. Well, here's some ways that I've shot stuff. It's kind of a that's kind of a perfect example because I feel like directors like you almost like super want to have a signature like it'd be weird if you didn't right. because it's like such an artistic mm -hmm. position but the DP is like you're watching a movie and you're like this is fucking beautiful who filmed this and then you look it up and you're like oh my god it's Roger Deakins who did this other movie I loved and this other movie I loved that's a great comparison you guys were the youngest producing act in history right yeah. To win. Isn't that that's, crazy? That's just like, that's, you made history. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, and, and somebody will, somebody will beat it someday. I was yeah, 22 I mean, when I won that. Yeah. And like somebody will be 20, you know? Sure. Yeah. They will. But like. Which is like, that's cool too. Yeah. You know, like whoever was 23, like, you know, like mm -hmm. the whole thing's cool. But I will say this, and I, this is like sort of a for better or for worse thing. I think that I had this kind of feeling. There was this period of time in 2019 when Billy's album had come out where the there were there are billboard charts for songwriter and there are billboard charts for producer mm -hmm. and i was like number one on both for like many many weeks in a row mm -hmm. <laughs> and i remember thinking like okay like this is crazy and also i need to make sure that this isn't a thing that i decide that like i need yeah you know yeah. like i feel like like success and sort of like accolades, like they, they are like food. You know, when you have yeah. like a, I, like as a kid, I was very like Pavlovian. I'd like go to my soccer practice and really want to get like a burger and fries afterward, like every time. Yeah. I'd want to replicate that experience because mm -hmm. it felt satisfying. Yeah. And I think as a, like a career, I was like, I remember like that happening and thinking like, I really can't rely on this to make me feel like good about myself, to give me mm -hmm. like better self-esteem. So I kind of have to like put my guard up against like even being like I'm proud of it, but like even like really taking it in. Yeah. So I think that's maybe been like the only like double edged sword of it is like I don't I don't really know <laughs> like how much of it I've actually internalized for fear of that becoming like a thing that I need yeah. to have and a, like an obsession. Yeah. But that's just like a coping mechanism, I guess. And maybe yeah. that's like a result of therapy, I suppose. Well, they like you over there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I think that they're, they're all like nothing is like, I don't think any institution should be above criticism. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah. What's the, what, what things are you like, like, like what's your relationship with pride? I feel like it's important to have like a little bit in sure. terms of just, you know, it's not good to have no pride. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough, like broad question. I'm, I'm trying to think. 
What do you mean by like specifically in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think that like the broad answer is fine. Like, I like, what's your relationship? Like, what what makes you feel proud of like the people in your life, your mm-hmm. family, your friends? What makes you feel proud of yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 how, what's your relationship with like goals and accomplishing mm-hmm. shit? Like, what's your relationship with that in a kind of uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like how healthy do you think it is? For, Seems healthy to me. For me, like since I was a kid, like my main priority, like above all, and I don't know if this is like the best thing, but it's always been, this is going to sound so lame, but it's always been like making other people like feel good. Like that's honestly, that's been my like reward system of my life. Cause that, that to awesome. me is like, we'll have like the biggest, like, I, I don't know if that's, it's just like how I view it. Like that to me is the most important. You can have goals and sure this and that, but like at the end of the day, like that, that is to me like what matters the most. So that is how I kind of look at it. And that's kind of how like, I like evaluate myself of like, are you being successful in your life? Like, are you a successful person? If you've like changed people's lives in your life in a, in a beneficial way is kind of how I look at it. Great way to look at it. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds so fucking lame. Look at, look at <laughs> how far you come from putting your hand on the knife, on the, on the <laughs> knife. Like the, I'm picturing that block of wood that has the, kni- drawer. Drawer. put yeah. your hand on the handle of the knife drawer as a five-year-old to trying to better other people's lives yeah. and defining your own yeah. self-concept by, mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. It's beautiful. There, the half of my, half of my childhood was like demon. And then the other half was always like helping people. I think that was part of my, part of my, um, uh, I don't know. I just, I just truly do like it. And I don't know. It's just, it sounds so fucking lame, but that, that is how I, I view it. But yeah, I've come a long way. I've definitely like got my behavior under control at this point, which is nice. <laughs> my behavior under control. No, I do. I really feel in control now, which is good, which I think is a good thing. What makes you the most angry as an adult? Ooh, okay. This is a, this is a stupid answer, but technology, technology, when it fails me, it's crazy. It sets me off like nothing I've ever seen in my entire life. I freak out. I've never seen, I'm like, and I, I noticed that about myself. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's because it's, it's definition out of your control because it's, right. there's nothing it's you can glitch. do. It's yeah. like, if this isn't working, it's just like infuriates me. But, um, obviously injustice, my mom. Um, and those are kind of like the main three. <laughs> Injustice in my mom. My mom definitely sets me off. What's I love? I love you, mom. Um, <laughs> what's up with mom's just Pissing, direct yeah, line to your like lizard brain amygdala? Like just, just like it's cr- like we have the shortest fuse yeah. with our moms at like. It's crazy. Do you think it's like, tell, tell me if you think, does your mom have like bad awareness? Like, because. God, uh, no. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I just think that we have this, like, I don't know. Like, it might be like the most primitive thing we do, this kind of like, like becoming an adult, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at, looking for, looking for all of the faults in the, you know, people that raised you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I also like love my mom Mm -hmm. to death, but, but my fuse is so short. It's terrible. I I think a lot of it is like, at least I've seen in other people's parents and like our own is like an aspect of like, they aren't aware that they're doing it, you know? So they don't know what they don't know. You know? Can I give an example of something that is harmless? Billy and I talk about this all the time. She said a thing that made me laugh so hard. Billy did. Billy and I will be giggling at some fucking meme mm-hmm. on our phones. And my mom will go, what's on your phone? I want to see. 
And Billy and I are like, <laughs> and we'll show her like our screen, which is like an oversaturated image mm-hmm. of like Lord Farquaad from Shrek <laughs> with like yeah. the letter E. Mm-hmm. That's killing us. Like we think it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this meme. And she'll go, who made this? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a meme. No one knows who made any of them. No one's ever made one. No one I'm friends with has ever made a meme. Yeah. And none of their friends have ever made a meme. They just fill the internet. As far as I'm concerned, they just are made by the internet. And yeah. also, and she'll be like, she'll go like, oh, she'll like, it's something that's like stupid and funny. And she'll go like, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like trying so hard. Yeah, to, like so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Trying though. to bond. I feel bad. <laughs> no, that's it's really sweet. But it's like, it's also too, like just how she interprets the world. She sees a meme. All she wants to know who made this. You yes. know, like that's just how she Because nothing, at it. because the, the humor doesn't make sense. No. I mean, even, but, but we have these horrible little like individualized relationships with our phones that are more intimate than anything else. And like, the other day I was in bed with Claudia, like we'd just woken up or something and I was looking at my phone. Awesome habit. Super mm-hmm. recommend yeah. <laughs> staring at your phone for the first hour after you wake yeah. up. And I was looking at some like esoteric like tweet about, it was some like political districting tweet. It was right after the midterms and it was really making me laugh. It was some really good joke. And I was like laughing out loud at it. Mm-hmm. And Claudia was like, what are you laughing at? Which is like such a fair question. Like it feels so exclusionary mm-hmm. to be in bed with somebody you're super yeah. close with and be like laughing at something. And and your imagination is like, who's making him laugh? Mm-hmm. Or what thing am I, what what show or th- piece of content am I, be, what, what are they excluding uh, yeah. me from? I want to laugh too. I want to laugh yeah. too. I thought like, I'll just send it to her. And yeah. so I sent her the thing and she like read it and was like, this isn't funny at all. And yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> it was like Too bad. really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, I apologize that, that, you know, I suppose like the thing that if I'm boiling it down, like I, I should have been clued into like my environment then mm-hmm. and been like present in our moment. But she was looking at her phone too. It's yeah. like we were having separate moments. Mm-hmm. But the phone thing is like, it's a, it's a disaster. No, it is. Because you're having this like little tiny mm-hmm. individual thing next to the person you're like closest to in the world. Yeah. That they wouldn't, understand and it's like the same with my mom or whatever it's like mm-hmm. you should you turn it right around and they're like i don't get that at all yeah. and you're like right but i did and it made me laugh yeah well, sorry our phones are now just like tailored to us so it's like and, and claudia's phone's tailored to her 100%. And, and your mom's so it's just like it's like you're not gonna get my memes like this is for me at the end of the day and we're not the same you're not so, gonna get my memes you're not gonna get my memes <laughs> my memes are like so perfect for that's my a, feed. that's a good uh that would be like the funniest reason for like a middle school breakup. I bet that's <laughs> oh happening God. now. You think? You think she's that's not like gonna, the she's modern not crisis? Get my memes. Is like no, <laughs> bro, bro, she's not gonna get my memes. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I could see that. Do you think there's memes for like our parents' generation? What do you mean? Like, yeah, they're so dumb. Are, are there, are there yeah. old, like boomers are making memes? They're all over their fridge. That's a meme. Oh. All that shit that's on an adult's fridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just like anything, just like any. What even is their humor? Like, <laughs> like in a generalized sense, what is it? Like my dad, they just, liked like, like Seinfeld. Like I don't my know. dad sends me nonstop videos of stuff being crushed by the, by the like. Oh, the hydraulic press. This thing, the like spinning. Oh, the like shredder. The shredder yeah. thing where it'll take like a whole truck yeah. and the truck will just go like. 
Mm -hmm. And he was like, can't yeah. cry. <laughs> no, it's good. That's like, just send me those. Yeah. It'll be like crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's actually insane the amount of content we get. Like the hydraulic press, the yeah. crusher. Uh, I wrote back, Does, do you ever wonder what it would feel like to go through one? And my yeah. dad wrote back every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, or like a finger or like something. You oh, just yeah. think about it. And then you get like this weird sense of pain. Do you ever do you ever feel pain? Just phantom like, pain. Yeah. Watching something painful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's the sensitive thing. You know. Mm -hmm. Do you, can you watch scary movies? No, not really. You can't either. Yeah, no. I can't. I've tried my whole life. I can't do well, I it. I can't do it. And I, and if I do, I'm fucked up. If I yeah. do, like, I watched Barbarian this mm -hmm. year, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of like, if you saw it as a person who doesn't want to watch scary yeah. shit, you'd come away from it being like, okay, that was really scary, but like super Still well good. made. Yeah. interesting whatever but i was like scared by that movie for days yeah. like i would like close my eyes at night and be mm -hmm. like scared i watched you know the movies you know scary movie the franchise uh -huh. I which are like a send-up of scary movies satire yeah. essentially a i watched scary movie three when i was young yeah. and i to this day as a 24 year old can't watch it it traumatized me like nothing i've ever seen in my entire life to the point where i couldn't sleep in a, uh, a room with a tv in it because right. like for years it traumatized me it it mockery was, it was, maybe it was or like something. the ring the, the ring, ring yeah, is yeah, what, the ring. They, Sorry, that's they what copy. I meant to say. but it's just interesting to this day because it was on netflix a couple years ago i tried to watch it couldn't watch it i live and i'm like a grown-up now you like live it alone and shit. it traumatized yeah. me that much i the my the dawn of going to therapy as a child was uh among other things i <laughs> watched spirited away the miyazaki movie yeah. which i love everyone fucking loves that movie. it's yeah. great yeah, yeah. But the scene as a whatever five-year-old, four-year-old, the mm -hmm. scene of, of the parents eating all the food that isn't theirs oh, yeah. and the girl being like, okay, I'm going to go walk around and coming back and they turn around on their pigs. Yeah. I was like <laughs> ran up yeah. from the couch to turn that shit yeah. off, was like so frightened by it. it. That's interesting. because It really not, played into the separation anxiety yeah. thing. Of like, <laughs> yeah, no, actually. My parents turned into pigs. Yeah, well, that's that. Yeah. That's probably exactly what it was. But, but it is interesting because um, like watching people in pain like you feel like it's happening to yourself. Oh, like yeah. ge genuinely, it feels like you're having a reaction to the to the pain. It's like you can't do it. It's so like engulfing to watch a scary movie for me. And I've tried my entire. I can't even watch Grey's Anatomy because of the because of all the pain and the, everything. It's like scalpel. I could watch people get shot, and that's it. Right, but probably like not even. I feel like there's like TV getting shot. There's mm -hmm. like boom, and they yeah. just like drop. That's good. And then there's like a really good movie where they get shot and they have like an ulcer bleeding in their yeah. neck for a while. That's way harder to watch. Yeah. The more realistic yeah. version. But we're also children of the internet. So like you, like for no reason, I remember watching like Saddam Hussein being hung in oh my real God. life. You, you on like watched CNN. that? Like not even on yeah. like it just happened in front of me yeah. as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like we just, it's a weird time to grow up. Yeah. Did you ever? I mean, our parents all watched John F. Kennedy get shot in the head. I know. During a parade. That's, yeah. Like pretty crazy. I know. I, I, I watched back that footage. You could still watch to this day. Like literally seeing his head explode, which is crazy. So my, yeah. my friends and I were talking about terrorism the other day. Nice. <laughs> and we were talking about, um, I guess this, I, I'm, uh, uh, terrorism's maybe the wrong word. We were talking about like assassination attempts mm -hmm. on p p uh, famous figures. Yeah. And we were talking about the uh, Lincoln assassination. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you, you need a little refresher on mm -hmm. the Lincoln assassination. He was shot by John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, in a theater. In a theater. Um, 
John Wilkes Booth was a famous actor of his day. Mm-hmm. Walked up behind Lincoln, shot him in the head, jumped out of the booth onto the stage, broke both of his legs. Oh, damn. Screamed like a quote from like he the scre- Bible, he maybe? Screamed a quote. quote and then hobbled off the stage on two broken legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My buddy goes, <laughs> do you know what that's like? And I was like, no, of course I don't know what it's like. And my buddy goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, that's like James Franco shooting Joe Biden in the head at a Charlie Puth concert. <laughs> Joe, that's literally, that's literally what it fucking is. Dude, that's like such a terrible, like an embarrassing assassination. It's like, such a crazy, like if you're in the audience, you're like, John Wilkes Booth just yeah. shot Abe Lincoln and then said like a cool, I think he might've <laughs> quoted Shakespeare. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Interesting. That's so pathetic. Like for what? Like I just don't fucking get it. Was he like, was he like that famous? He was like a credible actor. I don't he was know. the president. No, no, stop <laughs> fucking Lincoln. But John, John Wilkes Booth, like who, was he relevant? Like, was he like, do you, do you know? Like, was he. Do you think he shot him? Cause people were like, John Wilkes Booth really fell off. <laughs> <laughs> he shot Lincoln in the head. No, that could be possibly right. Honestly, John Wilkes Booth. I wonder, I wonder what he did before that. Anything credible. Yeah. Any really good. Probably nothing. Six so crazy. And do you think that was you think that was planned? Like he hasn't said this is the quote. Do you think if he didn't, <laughs> how good did it feel to think of off the dome? <laughs> Dude, if he it's didn't like, if he had no plan to say anything and he shot him and jumped on stage and was like, Oh my god, oh my god, I know what to say and said six separate tyrants, he must have run on stage like Crushed that. Like, that was so good. Off in the Somebody backstage journey. was like, dude, did you just think of that off the dome? He was like, off the dome. Like, wait, what's like, what does that mean? What's the meaning behind it? I don't know. Like, can we get like an old Latin, English? Right? Is it Latin? Last two times. Stand by. It's that, Latin. It has that? to be Latin. Now he belongs to the ages. So sick. Oh. Was he referring to himself? No. no has sick. to be. Now he belongs to the ages. Okay. Or now he belongs to the ages, like Lincoln's dead. Now he yeah, belongs to the ages. I think so. Yeah, that had to have been planned. The which Lincoln, is like honestly kind of like the Lincoln assassination. I'm out of my depth because I'm I'm not remembering this clearly enough. But it's kind of a failed attempt because they were really trying to take down like the whole chain of command. Mm-hmm. I think they only got Lincoln. They were trying to kill like three or four people the same yeah. night. They didn't. I guess it's not a failed attempt. It's just like an incomplete attempt. But it's still like he still killed Abraham Lincoln. You know, it's fucking gnarly. Yeah. Do you do you believe in conspiracies? Uh, uh, um, yes, but I think that conspiracy, conspiracy, I think is like a funny, super broad term for like, there are some that have like, I mean, like there's like American government, like, Mm -hmm. like there's so many throughout the history of the American government that like, like the CIA and Martin Luther King and everything, Mm -hmm. there's so many that are like, not even a conspiracy. And then there are like the moon landing, which is like. I don't think that shit was fake, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? I think they're like, sometimes I feel like conspiracy theorists are like trying to one up themselves forever mm-hmm. as opposed to just sort of like focusing on like two or three that are probably pretty, yeah, have a lot of validity. Well, yeah, to your point, like some of them aren't like conspiracies. It's just like good kept secrets. Yeah. I made like a joke TikTok like a year ago because I saw Woe Vicky talking about like the Illuminati. Wait, who's Woe Vicky? Woe Vicky. Do you know who Woe Vicky is? Woe, Woe Vicky. Uh, well, Vicky is a is a an internet phenomenon, sort of a, a bad baby adjacent, okay. um, kind of Doctor Phil esque, like a viral kind yeah, of yeah, like a viral kind mm-hmm. of like um, 
problem child, so to speak. Okay. Anyway, she did this video. I'm not going to do an imitation of the way she speaks, <laughs> but she did a video basically that was like, I don't know, the Illuminati seems pretty fucking real to me, yeah. you know? And, uh, oh, no, no, the video was like, like, yeah, they were asking me to, they were asking me to, you know, join the Illuminati. And I made a video on TikTok just to amuse myself. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, I've been in the Illuminati for months. Yeah. Whoa, Vicky has never been to a meeting. She's not invited. <laughs> yeah. And all the comments were like, look at him. He's fucking bragging about it. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? Like, they were like, that's how they get you. Like, they're yeah. just, they're just so open like, about it. Like, hide in plain sight. Yeah. That's a compliment sight. though, that people think that you're in it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, that's fucking sick. Yeah. That's sick. Do you, are there any conspiracies that would be, that would delight you if they were real? Um, that's a good question, actually. Like Bigfoot would be cool. I'd love Bigfoot. for there to be a Bigfoot. I would love there to be mermaids. Right. Mermaids <laughs> like, would be cool. I would love mermaids. I would love, um, like aliens on earth. I don't think aliens are conspiracy theory. I think it's just like everyone knows there's life on other planets or just like in general that aren't us. Unless you have like the smallest, like, like a very closed mind. There has to be like, every, uh, I mean, what's your, what's your take on that? For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you're in the minority now if you believe that there's not. Well, yeah, I don't think you've, I don't, I don't think you've thought it through super deeply. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't think though that they would be like, I mean, maybe there's like kind of Martian-y like weird figure guys. Did you ever get into like the Bob Lazar stuff? Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. did. You did. So like that, I, I do believe him. He seems like a, I mean, a credible man. Doesn't seem like he's lying, but I, I don't know. My interpretation of aliens or like life on other planets. Did you ever see Arrival? Oh, you like that? So good. That's what I think it would be more like, kind of like these like, like, like walls of sound that would talk to you kind of different thing. forms of yeah. sentience. I think that, I think that space is so mind numbingly large yeah. that the likelihood of somewhere in some other, you know, um, galaxy mm -hmm. light years and light years and light years and light years away that there's something as sentient in us. It's pretty likely, mm -hmm. but like, but the but also the the timeline. I mean, like if you if you think in terms of light years, if you think in terms of like, you know, millennia, the periods of time where planets are habitable mm -hmm. are super short, and a lot of evolution has to take place on that planet in that solar system within this very finite amount of time, mm -hmm. and the likelihood of like them getting as sentient as us fairly likely them getting more sentient than us fairly likely them inventing like space travel so complex that they could travel light years to get to another planet yeah. to get to our stupid planet yeah. to fly around and observe our yeah. stupid species that seems like a stretch to me yeah um just with us like maybe they've gotten to each maybe there are yeah. planets that have life that are closer to each other but i don't think that there's like th that like i think the ufo sightings and stuff like that seems fake it just doesn't seem. That seems like our best idea of like. It seems like a like a science fiction thing yeah. to me. Of like, hey, this is what I feel like. What what it would be like if aliens were to come here. So. And I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't discount that. Like, we just don't know that much about our own government, um, like military programs. And mm -hmm. so, like, a lot of the like, we saw this crazy spacecraft. I'm like, yeah, but like, countries all have like super secret military programs mm -hmm. and they're testing strange devices and like we're like new technology new technology stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what i mean it's yeah. like i think i think that and and also you know for what it's worth it's like if there were any sightings they'd have to be really high def now like we all have yeah. like a really high def little phone mm -hmm. 
and they're like the blurriest, grainiest. Yeah, no, I know it's so true. I yeah. feel like we're like I feel like it, they absolutely exist, but like we're so insignificant to them that they don't yeah. care. They're not coming here. Truly, like there's so like I, I genuinely believe that's what it is. Yeah, probably. like we're just insignificant. I mean, to use some the bathroom. No, 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 please. I like that you like doing podcasts. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was just like, he, cause you do, you had your own podcast right. and you like going on other people's podcasts. Mm -hmm. Cause not many people like, um, will do like long form conversation, uh -huh. but you, you genuinely like it. You had your own. Um, yeah. And, and the one we did was just me and Claudia. Yeah. Um, you just did audio, right? It was just audio yeah. and, and sort of arguably, um, I think that the guest reliant format uh, from having been like the guest on other people's seems like a really good way to mm -hmm. do it. Cause it kind of keeps you, uh, fresh every time. Yeah. Um, and I think for the two of us, you know, a week had gone by we'd do the next episode and we'd be like, what happened this week that, mm -hmm. what didn't we talk about last week? Yeah. So I think that was a challenge, but it was really fun still. Yeah. I think it was just like, I think, I think we had a feeling, uh, I, I think if she was in the room, she'd say the same thing I think we were like we're oversharing like mm -hmm. we were like sharing a reckless amount like what like kinds of just, things just intimate details about our like relationship yeah and our stuff. relationship and our mm -hmm. life and I think you have that kind of like like obviously like if you're in the public eye you're mm -hmm. sharing a lot sort of by default but yeah. I think like you get so disarmed by like the long form nature of podcasts mm -hmm. that you'll you'll really divulge. No, it's so true. So I think we just kind of had this like, well, it's one thing if I'm like on your, like mm -hmm. if I'm on your podcast and then I, there's months where I'm not doing anything, you know, but if yeah. I was on your podcast every week for a year, <laughs> I'd just say a lot of You'd stuff. You'd say some shit. Yeah. yeah. No, so. that's the problem I'm facing now. I'm just like, should I just not say all of this shit? Like, right. you yeah. know, <laughs> like, no, seriously. I'm yeah. just like, well, I regret this. What's whatever. your relationship with like comments and feedback? Um, I think I've gotten better at like not caring. Like if it's a negative comment, I get like pretty positive. Like people aren't that mean. Like TikTok, for instance, like that shit is ruthless. People are going to be mean no matter what. But I've kind of like got to like a security in myself where I'm just like, and just like a realistic idea of like people, you know, like people are going to just like, you're never, I saw something actually that was like, 80%, 20% of people are never going to like you no matter what you do. That's just guaranteed no matter who you are, 20% of people. So it's like, if someone's commenting something negative, it's just like, you're just in the 20%. Because I'm like, I know I'm not doing anything that's actually like harming anybody. And there's like, there's like, you can't convince me that I am. You can't convince me that I'm like this terrible person because you feel like it. So oh, that's, well, that's a really good sense of self you have then, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think, but I think it took time. And like, to, I, I'm not like, um, like... I'm not like unable to, to be affected by it. Cause people can also make things up too. That's and then, crazy, and yeah. then believe that. And then, so that kind of gets in my head where I'm just like, wow, like I, I have to learn to let that go too of like false narratives of people saying whatever, but that's fine. Yeah. What, what about you with your relationship? I try not to read any, anything mm -hmm. about myself. Was there a point where you did? Uh, I think when you first make anything that's getting like an, an exciting amount of views, whatever mm -hmm. that is, when you're like, oh my God, this has like a thousand views, mm -hmm. uh, I would read it. And then I just very quickly felt like none of the positive stuff meant anything to me and the mean stuff really hurt my feelings. Yeah. I was like, well, why am I doing this? Um, it's so true. Yeah. yeah. So I just sort of stopped. Um, yeah. And also like in the comments, comments are not reviews, but like reviews of anything 
like to believe the good one is to believe the worst yeah. one. So I just try not to read any of it. Yeah. People are demons, you know, like it's just like they're like genuine like demons online. I think I try to like I try to remember that like the only time anybody bothers to write any type of thing is like usually and this is not 100 percent true, but it's like you're so much more likely to write something about something you didn't like mm-hmm. than something you it's did. True, actually, right? yeah. Yeah. I've almost never written a review of anything ever, mm-hmm. but the times I've wanted to write reviews are when I had really bad experiences. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because like, of like you- warning, kind of like, like, yeah. like, like, yeah, an advisory almost. But why not the exceptional? Like, why don't we want, why don't we feel that same like need for the exceptional? Other than like a I think that's totally what yeah. it is. It's revenge. You yeah. know, if it was great, you have this feeling of like, I had a great time. That's yeah. what that's what I did. And I'll tell tell my friend. But if you have a terrible experience, you want to stick it to him. It's justice too of it. Like yeah. you will pay for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's the fairness thing. Yeah. I try yeah. not to ever <laughs> write anything of the sort. But I definitely like. Yeah. If somebody. If 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 I have an experience where somebody's like really shitty yeah. to me, I'm like, well, this makes me want to. Yeah. Write something mean, but. I try it, to keep myself from It's it. also interesting of like the notion like bad news travels faster than good news. For like sure. we're also like addicted some part of us into like negative something. I don't know what that is. Like yeah. negative. No, but why? Like yeah. it's, it's interesting to me why we fixate more on the bad than the good. And a lot of times, like even in our comments on our own, I, I think it's like we want to, I don't know. I feel like the, like my relationship, I don't want to speak for other people, but like back before, like I learned better and stopped reading comments, like. Even if the ratio, and I don't know if it ever was, but even if the ratio was like 20 to one, like mm-hmm. 20 really nice things yeah. to one, the 20 things would like walk, like roll right off my back. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. t- take them in. I'd mm-hmm. be like, nice, 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 nice. So mean, it breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> think about it all day. Yeah. Like it's kind of crazy. I think it's also too like the elements of like, I think every person has like elements of self-hatred. So you want to believe you're like, where's the comment? I mean, maybe I'm fucking projecting, but like, where's the comment that like is gonna tell me that thing that I already know. Yeah. I know I fucking suck. Ooh. It's like, a, yeah. It's like, That's really interesting. It's like a validate the thing that I know. A negative confirmation yeah, bias. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because we all kind of hate ourselves a little bit. Right. Where? You know? When am I going to read about how bad my skin was today? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Anything yeah. That, that you knew. Yeah. What What have you enjoyed doing lately the most? What's Is there something like that you're doing that's kind of new in your life that you're like particularly enjoying? <laughs> the first thing that came to my head is um. I enjoy living in imaginary situations. <laughs> this is gonna sound this is gonna sound crazy, but um, well, you like you acted, so you know. I I think this is why I like because I I I obviously I do, I do modeling and stuff, but I started getting into acting. I think I, why I like it so much is because I already lived a lot in imaginary situations, like in my room. It's just fun for me, and so I've been doing. I've almost donated my life to that in the last like three weeks. Like I kind of just was like, you know what? Cause I try to go on my phone less. So I'm like, what do I want to do equally as much as go on my phone? And this is the only thing that's really worked. So I put my phone down. I just kind of like live in these like imaginary, but it, it, I think that it all helps like with acting. I think that's why I like it because it's just like, um, it's going to sound crazy, but I think, but I, but anyone, I, I guess that does like theater or any sort of thing in acting would, would probably do the same thing, but that's kind of taken over my time in the last is imagining is imagining fun yeah it's it's something i don't want to let go of and I, I think it's already really concrete in me and so i love it and it's just been like a 
an interesting thing to it's a unique answer. Yeah. What about you? I was going to say something very ephemeral, but that's but that's such a uh, a better answer. So I'm trying to sort of like distill it down mm-hmm. to that. I feel like the thing that that has been um, exciting to me uh, over the last several months is like I feel like I've I've uh, I've made my life a little bit more socially focused. Okay. Um, and not like not a, not the crazy amount of people, but I feel like I've. Uh, I've really found so much joy in like being more like it kind of across the board, like whether it is uh, sort of work related, like I've been much more interested in being collaborative mm-hmm. with like people outside of like Billy and I really have always been like a unit and work together on stuff. And I continue to make all her stuff with her. But like just outside that, if I'm producing a song for somebody else or if I'm writing with somebody else, like I'm sort of like really enjoying being like much more collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's sort of like too like twofold like on one hand it like actually makes it easier I think it's just like more people involved and on the other hand like I think that I've been like really enamored in the last year with like other people's ideas Mm -hmm. in a way that like I don't know I think for years I was so kind of you know maybe it was insecure but like I was just like always trying to just like fight my way through uh creative processes and and I feel like now like I'm much more interested in like what is this person's brain going to add to this yeah. uh, song or something. What do you mean by fight your way through creative processes? I think like I used to have this kind of desire to like you know when you like want to when you want to finish any task alone for the weird satisfaction mm-hmm. of just having done it alone. Yeah. Like you're like when you're organizing your mm-hmm. shelves in your kitchen or your closet or something and and like if somebody came in and did it all for you even mm-hmm. if they did a really good job you kind of have that, like, I kind of wanted to do yeah. it myself, even though it was unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, like, creatively, I've been like that kind of my whole life, like, wanted to solve the problem alone. Yeah. And I feel like I solved a lot of problems alone, and now I'm much more interested in, like, being more collaborative. And I think that's just kind of made my life much more social because I think for a long time it was, like, sort of devoted time to work. Yeah just being like isolated and uh, especially like I scored a couple of films in the last couple of years and I found it so lonely mm-hmm. just like hours and hours a day of like watching the same scene over and over and playing the same part and yeah. I just had this feeling of like this has to become a more social activity because I'm like driving myself insane yeah and it's a thing that Claudia and I have bonded over I think she f- started to feel the same way about making YouTube videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's like just this sort of like individual world totally. like just being completely alone doing a thing and it's less uh, stimulating so that's been exciting for your own like i listened actually before you came as well to, to optimist as well i listened oh. to the whole thing it was very nice was very i love your your solo stuff Thank i actually you. knew your solo stuff from because i think I, I went to a billy concert uh-huh. um because charlotte lawrence brought me to one yes. like years ago and you opened up for her that's right and you played your yeah. um Solo stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I love That's his solo stuff. And so I, I liked, um, oh fuck, like break your heart again. Yeah. And oh, there's a couple, I, I actually have a, a couple of your solo stuff. So I listened to Optimus. I really liked it. Thank but, you. But, um, I'm, I'm curious, do you do that completely by yourself? I did Optimus like alone, like okay. in a room, dark room, a tiny, <laughs> a tiny dark room mm-hmm. that Optimus specifically, I record at home in a studio with like windows and it's like a very pleasant experience Mm -hmm. and and, uh right before i was making that album my studio flooded it got like completely destroyed and had to be rebuilt was it the rain 
no, it was a pipe. Our oh, house shit. is old and a pipe burst just flooded the whole studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to rent like a tiny, like, like broom, like the, the place Harry Potter lives mm-hmm. for the first 12 years of his life. Yeah. That's where I recorded. I kind of love um, that though. I love like little, it made like me very focused, okay. but it was like a dark room. Yeah. Um, and so I made that album completely alone and it was like very satisfying mm-hmm. and fulfilling, but, it, but it's like, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was probably the genesis of mm-hmm. like, okay, when I make my next record, I have to be collaborative just mm-hmm. because that'll be a, a process that I'll, I'll learn from and be excited about. What does that mean to you being collaborative? Like in, in what terms? I think I'm sort of open to whatever I'm, I'm open to writing songs with people and then especially, especially open to like orchestrating them and, and playing like those records, like I made alone, you know, which meant like all, all, like all overdubs, nothing sort of like live at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'd play the guitar part. Then I'd, I'd have that recorded, then I'd sing the vocal and I'd comp the vocal and then mm-hmm. I'd add the bass. Like, just one at a time. I think on this record, I want to be much more live in the approach and actually be in a room with musicians and yeah. have a drummer playing and, and, and sort of do all the initial live recording more simultaneously. I think that'd be really fun. Who would be at the top of your list of people you would want to work with that you trust kind of in that in that space to help your own music? Yeah, great, great question. Um, There's probably a bunch of people, I mean, there's like people that I'd love to collaborate in some sense that doesn't have to be my solo stuff at all um, that I think are incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. Like I'd work on anything with like Kevin from Tame Impala. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of um, Harrison the Dare. Mm -hmm. I think the Dare is so dope. I really like this new artist named Medium Build. Like they, they don't have to do anything with mine if they don't want to. It can yeah. be for their stuff. But yeah, I think just sort of like anyone that I feel close to and comfortable. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's like no shortage of talent and music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. How do you like, cause your, your sound is very specific mm-hmm. to you. It's actually like pretty, I, it's like pretty original. I don't know if it's your voice or it's like the, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's unlike other things. Are you trying? It's unlike right. other um, music I've heard. I don't know what it is. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, like, what pinpoint this is my sound? Like, how did you, like, like, did you try a bunch of different things? Yeah, that's the short answer. And I still, I still do. I still will, like, make a song that I sing and write that, that feels, like, deeply inauthentic and <laughs> nothing like me. And I think, yeah. like, I think of, um, I try to think of, like, like musical style a little bit like um like clothes mm-hmm. um and i think that like i don't know if you really it sounds like you really care about fashion mm-hmm. um sometimes you see something like either on a runway or on a mannequin or just in print and you're like that's the coolest jacket i've ever seen yeah and then like i'll put it on and i'll look like an asshole in that jacket <laughs> yeah and you're just like wow i can't really pull this off Um, and so I try to think of music production like that. Like, I think that everybody has kind of like an authentic self that -hmm. you're trying to reach and service. And I think that like, for me musically, like there's so much music that I'm like a huge fan of that. Like I can't make or like have made, I can't write a chili pepper song. Why do you say that? Like, because I don't think you'd believe it. Like I'm not (laughs) those guys. Yeah. Like Anthony has like such a crazy like I love everything Megan Thee Stallion has ever made. Okay, yeah. I can't sing a <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, so yeah. you wouldn't believe it at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
And so I just try to, I try to be like by that sort of like, I try to measure everything by those virtues of like, I want you to hear something and be like, yeah, that's like, that sounds like he, that's him being honest and that's yeah. who he is. And, and like, especially with Billy, like I had started sort of making stuff with her before I put out stuff under my own name. Mm-hmm. And the dumbest thing I could think of was like making something that sounded like her music, but sung by me. Yeah. Cause I love her voice so much. And also like, she's a huge part of why her music sounds like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be very inauthentic. Yeah. And you know what else? Like, I feel like I hear songs that like other people make that I'm like, so like I'll reference, uh, girls by the dare, which mm-hmm. I just like, I think that's like the coolest song. Mm-hmm. But if I sat here and played you that song and it were me singing, I'd be, I'd be like squirming. Mm-hmm. Like I'd feel so kind of like, yeah, because it wouldn't be authentic to like me as much as I like wish I, yeah. I could do that. Cause I think that piece of music is amazing. But if I sang you like break my heart again, or mm-hmm. I lost a friend or something like that, I'm, I, I can wear those confidently. Those are like my jeans and t-shirts yeah. music where I can, I can, I feel comfortable in them. By that logic, would you say that there are like, it was never going to be anything else but this, like you, it would have landed on this sound. I guess so. And like, maybe it'll change at some point because maybe I'll change, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it feels. Um, it feels like the, the sort of the right angle of stuff and, yeah. and, um, and now it's sort of like about kind of like not repeating myself. Cause I think once you find something that feels authentic, you're like, well, I don't want to just make the same song mm-hmm. over and over and over again. That's lame. Who do you, who do you listen to? I'm always curious when yeah. someone in music, like I just, I just yeah. am curious who you listen to. Feist is one of my all time favorite Feist. artists. Shut the fuck up. I that's love, amazing. I love Feist. That's a, that's a interesting answer. I like that. Yeah. The reminder is an album that I like worship. And then I think like pleasure, the mm-hmm. album is just like such a masterclass in what she does. I, Feist is incredible. I grew up loving, um, like Ben folds mm-hmm. and who else do I love? Who is your number one Spotify artist this year? I use Apple music. I have the worst. I, I use, I use both. I feel, like I, I feel like, I feel like a very, I have FOMO of the Spotify wrapped yeah. experience. Yeah. Cause they're like, you listen to nobody this uh, year. Yeah. No disrespect to Spotify. <laughs> Keep putting me on those playlists. Yeah. I feel like the last year I listened to a lot of, uh, let me just pull it up. Let me see. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to lie. I've been listening to this new SZA album a lot lately. That was great. So good. SZA. I played you Kill Bill. Oh, I know what I listened to the most the last year. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the band Cake. Do you know the band Cake? Cake? I don't They're think from like the 90s. Okay. They, they've made some music like in the last 10 years, but they have that song uh, that's like, I want a girl with the right location. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do know that. I think they're like the best band. Wait, it's... um. Oh, long skirt, short jacket. That one. Yeah. 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 That's a good song. They, they, that's like a, that's like an ad song, you know? It is. I mean, yeah, but I, I like that. I feel like it got big again in the last 10 years from like an iPod commercial. Or I think something. it did too. Yeah. They have that one and they have that song that's like reluctantly crouched at the starting line. They're like, he's oh, going the distance. It's crazy. That's the, uh, they're so yeah. good. No, they yeah. are. They have an interesting sound for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there someone in particular that stands out? I remember sort of like, as a solo artist, like really for my own stuff, being very like, uh, do you know Tom O'Dell? Yeah. Tom O'Dell has that I'm, song, I'm Another Love. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to that this week. Yeah. I remember seeing Tom O'Dell play a show in like 2016. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, it's like sometimes you have this weird like eye-opening like 
oh, like I could do it like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like he was doing a show where it was like sort of piano driven songs, but he had like all these musicians on stage. I just thought it was really beautiful. And I've always loved just like song ass songs, like just, Mm -hmm. just great chords and melody Mm -hmm. and lyrics. And I feel like that show in 2016 was very like inspiring to me as an artist. Um, Yeah. I mean, I grew up loving, um, like I remember like, I, w- I was like a band kid. I loved mm-hmm. like Cage the Elephant and what, My what Chemical did you, Romance. Oh, like band as in bands. I thought I you meant you were bands. in band. I was a band geek. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I loved like alt bands. Yeah. I loved, I loved uh, yeah, My Chem and, and Blink-182 and yeah. uh, Green Day and um, like bands were huge to me. I loved Beck. Yeah. Like the alt, the like alt world was really inspiring to me. You were on Zach Sang's podcast. So yes. I watched that. Do you, so I wasn't sure if you get asked a lot about being homeschooled. That's why I like refrained from it. Um, just because I find that interesting. Well, you haven't asked me about synesthesia once, which I love. Do, do you get God asked bless. about that all the time? Yeah. Be, which is my own fault. I shouldn't have ever told anyone I have synesthesia. But it, that's the thing where do you, actually you explain it. I'm going to butcher it. Um, yeah. I mean, my synesthesia manifests. No, everybody's we different. We don't have to talk about it. It's Great. Fine. Google it. Um, <laughs> The, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get asked a fair amount. I feel like homeschooling is like a funny thing to get asked about because obviously it's like really different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was just sort of like that we weren't in school. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and like our parents tried to kind of actualize anything that they were teaching us about. So like the example I always give is like, instead of just kind of like teaching fractions in an a, like abstract way, they'd be like, let's, let's bake a recipe. Let's talk about Sweet. measurements. All right. Yeah. What's half of this like measurement? Let's, let's do, mm-hmm. you know, so that was kind of the, the, the theory behind all of it. And then by the time I was like 12, I was acting a little bit. Um, and so then it was sort of like homeschooled by default mm-hmm. cause I was on set. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think if I hadn't acted, I probably would have gone to like because I grew up in LA, so I probably mm-hmm. would have gone to high school with my my friends. But I really yeah. wanted to be a musician already, so I was like, I was filling my time every day. Yeah. I was like writing songs, and, yeah, you know, whatever. How, how did you make friends being homeschooled? Through like extracurriculars, I was mm-hmm. in like choir programs, or I was like being terrible on a basketball team, mm-hmm. or any kind of interest like that. It meet somebody through one thing, we'd have something in common. I'd hang out with them and their friends yeah. and stuff, which I feel like is funny because. The theory of school is that you make friends with just like anyone in your class, but you're just making friends with like the person you have next to something. You. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you have something in yeah. common with them, yeah. if you like the same thing, yeah, or you just get along great. It was so simple back then, like the um, in terms <laughs> of like how you made friends. No, truly, like I were like now you see kids like we were at like I think it was like Thanksgiving this past and like this new girl walks in with my little sisters, like doesn't know them, haven't met. And they're just instantly happy. Someone walked in their own age and they're instantly friends. And I was like, that's so simple. Like yeah. you, you just needed to be the same age at a period of time. And that was it. Yeah. That's the only criteria you needed to have. Like, li- I mean, literally like the criteria, if you really go back on it when you're little mm-hmm. is that your parents have friends who have a little kid Yeah, and you're like, Thank God. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just, <laughs> they come over to have dinner yeah. with your parents and they're just a little, yeah. uh, like another worm yeah. and you just hang out. That's really it. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any childhood friends that you've kept strong to this day? I have day? one friend who I've known like my whole life, mm-hmm. Ruby, who's also a neighbor of ours who okay. lives super close, who I love. And that's, and then, and then a couple that I've like tried my best mm-hmm. to keep, you know, in contact with. Yeah. But, but Ruby, Ruby has done the best job of, of doing that. 
Yeah, she's in uh, law school in Brooklyn, I think now. Shout out Ruby. Shout out Ruby Hirsch. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. But um, but yeah, I mean that's the challenge of yeah. What about you? Do you have any like like stupid long term like friends your entire life? Yeah, I would say like I've like besides like three people. I'm like honestly friends with all of them. That's like, awesome. I, I, my 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 preschool best friend. So cool. To this day, she's like my number. I literally love her so much. It like hurts. I'm gonna, I, every time I talk about her, I cry. I'm That's not so doing sweet. It. So it's actually, she hates it because it's like actually embarrassing. That's so cute though. Yeah, but it's whatever. But she's like, she's like literally. What does she do? She's, she's also a model actually. She's just like, um, she actually just got married. Wow. She just got married. She lives in Florida. Um, and yeah, she, she modeled, she was a, like a child actor Got it. and like, she just cause like her, like mom wanted her to do that. And kind of, she's just like truly like the definition of like a sincere person That's awesome. and like, she's just the best. But, How uh, long was she with her partner before they got married? They literally met each other six, they, six months. She was engaged. <laughs> I want to say even less. That's amazing. <laughs> no, but that's how special she is. Like truly, like, it's just like, she's just the, like, so cool. So wow. I love Sophie. She's going to literally cringe at this, but yeah, I feel like her mom, like literally, I like love her that much. She yeah. feels like my daughter. This was a random question that I am. This is such a superficial question, but I honestly, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Um, how, <laughs> how would you describe your style? My, like, my, my, the, what I Perfectly, wear. Yeah. As I always ask guys this and they yeah. never know what to say, but every guy dresses in such a specific way to True. them, yeah. you know, but there's not that many options and they don't really care too much a lot of the time. Yeah. I care a lot. Um, I mean, this, I feel like, I feel like I get really excited by like an item mm -hmm. and then I like to wear it to death. Like I like to have like a leather jacket that I've like, I'll wear the same leather jacket I bought when I was like 18 mm -hmm. and I wear it all the time. And I like the sort of wabi sabi of items. I like wearing a pair of shoes until they're like threadbare. Yeah. I like having a pair of jeans that I never wash that just mm -hmm. like I wear forever. Um, and then I think that like, I, I'm, I'm a big sort of believer in like classics mm -hmm. and there's like a Butch Walker quote and it's about music, but I try to embody it with fashion, which is like, he's like the only stuff I look back on and don't regret wearing jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and so I try to kind of, um, make that the sort of like North star, but then even there, it's like, I, I still really care about like the pair I'm yeah. wearing. Like I care about the wash or I care about the, mm -hmm. the cut and I care about the, like, I feel like every couple of years, like the length and shape of a t-shirt changes a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're in like a really cropped, yeah. like not tight tee, but like mm -hmm. very short tee period, yeah. which I'm really enjoying. Um, like, yeah. And it's, I feel like I have, I, I love vintage stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I love going to places and find like I'm wearing like like these are like Wranglers from wherever that I got a sleeper and then this is like a crash test dummies shirt what is, is what is crash test dummies crash test dummies is a crazy band from I was like about the to 90s say, do you wear band tees I wear them if I love the band yeah so like crash test dummies I love mm -hmm. they have a song called mm -hmm. that's really that's good that's the title really recommend <laughs> um and then this was a this was a gift and I was a little chilly on the walk mm -hmm. so this is new but yeah but that was I was cold you were very prepared for that answer yeah that just shot out I like that <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like when guys know how to dress, like, and they know exactly what they want. They're, they're specific. I've, I feel that most of the closest connections, not with, with real exception, but most of the closest connections I've had in my life have been with women, mm -hmm. like my best friends and my closest collaborators. Yeah. My girlfriend and I are incredibly close. And I think that it's made me, I hope to, to a large degree aware of like, 
like we have this kind of like, I think there's a kind of a, a, a default men, like, like women are just so beautiful and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're putting so much work into it. Like they're, <laughs> they're putting together the coolest mm-hmm. outfit and they got this yeah. shirt that they've never worn before and they're wearing it. And, and if they wear it today and they take a photo on it, they'll never wear it again. <laughs> yeah. Like this kind yeah. of like attitude toward it. And I think like the idea that you, like that you'd think you'd get by not, caring or paying any attention to like how you dress at all. Mm -hmm. And that somebody who's like really like, like looking at the art form and the craft Mm -hmm. of like style to whatever degree is just like disrespectful. So like I try to be like aware and even still I'm clueless to whatever degree I, you know, I am, but I try to be conscious of it. It's aesthetic appreciation. Like I always appreciate like the people that are just like head, even like just like head to toe and like have full glance. Like even if it's not my style, I just appreciate it. Cause it's like you put an effort, you you added something to the world that's interesting, like aesthetically. It might be shallow, but it's just like, it's nice to look at. Yeah. And I'm still trying to dress to my body. Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing. Like we were talking about that earlier with, with music or whatever. It's like, like, I have friends that wear such cool stuff that like, I just, don't feel comfortable in like mm-hmm. I wear it. I'm like I look so stupid. Like what's an example? Um, like like uh, there's like a kind of a like the term in the last couple of years has been like streetwear. Like okay. there's like a layer of streetwear that like if I wear, I think it's like I look like a preposterous douchebag. Mm-hmm. And like if one of my friends wears it, I'm like those are the coolest shoes I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, but I just can't pull them off. Yeah, it's yeah. just like back to authenticity. But I'll always try it on, see what I can pull off. I think my favorite style on guys, which I wish never retired, is like the old school, like greaser. Like yeah, me too. That is so fucking sick, and I wish just that ne- white shirts with the sleeve rolled yes, up. Yes, I could yeah. see you doing that. I, I do could, that a lot. I yeah. could, that that seems like like something you could do. Because like, it has aged super well. The cool yeah. the cool greaser thing that's like looked over because there's like, but like. There's like jeans in the greaser pantheon, but I, I'm a big fan of slacks. I love like yeah. just a pair of slacks yeah. and a white shirt. Yeah. yeah. I also think that's pretty classic, the greaser thing. It just hasn't really, it hasn't like aged at all. Like it looks great. It will forever look yeah. great. It just, it will, people dress like that. I yeah, don't the know. 80s look insane. The 90s yeah. look insane. Greasers, greasers <laughs> look great. The, but the girls paired next to them, they're wearing like, like a, like a, like pony skirt, whatever the fuck yeah. they're called. Yes. They've aged out the girls. Yeah. No, they look, they, they look insane. But that sort of like maybe has more to do with like the period of time that like greaser style was like popularized was so entrenched in misogyny yeah. <laughs> that it might just be like yeah, a really a misogynistic sort of like stylistic view on like women. Yeah. And I feel like that aged really poorly. Yeah. Well, now I think it's like for the first time, like guys always kind of consistent, like pants and a t-shirt, like girls. Now it's like, you don't have to wear dresses if you don't want to wear a dress. It's like anything kind of goes like it's for the first time. There's no like real one knit style. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's actually pretty common. (laughs) And they look awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. Well, thank you so much, Phineas, Thanks for, for coming me. on my podcast. Of course. And I will see you in like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over.